welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. I'm Megan Johnson. And I'm Danae Ofsted. This week, we continued our Dream Big series talking about boldness and intensity when it comes to pursuing your vision. So get bold, get intense, and stay tuned for more on the Leveled Up Podcast. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to our series on dreaming big, really going for it. We decided to go down to brass tacks and really do a how-to on dreaming big. I think it's important. Like, nobody talks about it. How do you actually dream big? So that's what we're going to talk about uh, in a two-part series, mini-series, within the mini, within the bigger series. And so we're going to talk about boldness and intensity. And you know who has the entire corner on boldness and intensity? Danae freaking Ostad. <laughs> Thanks. You are great at it, especially if you guys, for those of you listening, go back and check out the one-page business plan. It's my favorite. Um, that is chock full of boldness and intensity for your dreams. So talk to me about what boldness and intensity around achieving your dreams or dreaming big means to you. This last weekend, so I guess it wasn't this past weekend, it was the weekend before, but we went out to um, this fancy resort out by the airport, and we kind of like won this this contest for... Um, a bunch of activity that we did, and by we, I mean myself and my boyfriend slash business partner, Cameron, um, and we worked our butts off last month and we won this contest, okay? So we got to go out to, again, this fancy resort, and they basically brought in all of these um, speakers from our company, either who are local or people who are uh, in the country, out of the country, like just a bunch of people who gave us some really just like in-depth training on stuff. And I had a lot of like pretty major takeaways just for my personal business, for mindset stuff and things like that. But the one thing that I noticed is that I think a lot of the people in my daily life tend to be kind of passive about stuff. You know, like I think especially when it, you know, not necessarily my closest circle because I surround myself with people who are uh, for the most part, strong entrepreneurs who have to, I'll say, sell themselves on a regular basis, who are used to having conversations and getting direct answers. So maybe my immediate circle isn't necessarily like that. But I will say that sometimes even within my larger office or within the population in general, I'll say that there's a lot of people who are very, very passive about their dreams. Sometimes we're, especially at first, kind of scared of saying things out loud. Yeah. Like, saying, I want to make a million dollars a year, or I want to have a vacation home on a lake in Minnesota, or I want to, whatever, go live in Peru for a year. Sometimes I feel like we can't say those things out loud because it's just too big, you know? So I think a lot of people kind of just restrain themselves to saying things that are normal and easy and comfortable and that people just kind of get. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I see this a lot with my brand new business owners. So I work with business owners sometimes before they even start a business and sometimes right after they start a business, but always in that first phase. This meekness, this smallness is so common in new business owners. And I, I don't think it's exclusive to entrepreneurship, yeah. business ownership. I think it's it's pretty common in doing anything new. And especially if it's a new idea or a new dream or a new activity or a new group of people, a new place, you just tend to keep yourself small in that environment until you're confident enough to get bigger. And I think what you're saying is don't wait, get big. Yeah. Like you have to be just as bold and confident about your dreams and about your ideas, even if you haven't achieved them yet. 
which is kind of a hard connection to make. So that was one of the biggest takeaways for me is that people who are kind of at higher levels in my company, who run the kind of businesses that I want to be running, they just have this intensity about them, this intensity, this sense of urgency, this directness, this just like air of, I don't really care what anybody thinks because I'm going for what's important to me. Right. You know, like that's kind of the, the vibe or the energy that I'm really going for. But it's interesting. I think you're right when you talk about like new business owners and they're kind of on that, that like meek side or like Mm -hmm. a little unsure, like a little insecure about where they're at and, and kind of where they're going. Mm -hmm. But there's, it's so funny because there's this ancient, you know, Chinese proverb that basically says, it's only weird if you make it weird, dude. And (laughs) that's what I mean. Like if you're, if you're confident about what you say and you're intense and you're bold and you talk about where you're going, like it's already happened for you, Mm -hmm. then people just tend to believe you. They just tend to get enrolled in your vision. But when you talk about it, like you don't believe it's going to happen. Right. Then why would anybody else? I can think of so many people that need to hear this from you. And I had a a client meeting this morning, Mm -hmm. brand new business owner. She is an expert at what she's trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. She is, has had a lot of time in the industry. Mm -hmm. She's hella smart, hella smart, really put together. Like she's, she's great, obviously, or I wouldn't work with her, (laughs) but um, she's awesome. She's got the whole package, but uh, she's experiencing the same thing that you and I experienced when you're walking into a networking situation brand new like I've never really had to network and when I did it was for somebody else and this is mine and so there's this like kind of like just barely under the surface terror every time we talk about it and we were there and so I was trying to explain to her and maybe having this conversation now I need to do a better job at this is I still feel insecure I still don't love Social environments that aren't my friends. I still struggle with that. But every time I get on a call with somebody, I force myself. I don't even have to really force myself anymore. I just present confidently because that's going to be the needs of my business. And so I think dreaming big is about boldness and intensity in your dreams, but it's also about how you show up. And even if you don't always feel that, you're your business version of self must be that way. Yeah, I would agree with that. And sometimes it's it's funny because you kind of have to go through some reps sometimes before you can really present that same boldness and intensity and yeah, like for sure. sureness of yourself. Because mm-hmm. just like you're talking about, like when I think about when I started doing financial presentations, by the way, so, you know, when I'm sitting down with clients and I'm actually going through a financial strategy, so I'm asking them about their goals and their dreams and their finances and how much money they make and how much money they invest and blah, 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 blah all the, mm-hmm. all the details. And then I get back together and I present a strategy and I have to be very confident in, in asking for business and closing and moving forward and things like that. So the first probably 20 times I did it, I didn't have a lot of confidence. I, I was kind of unsure because I wasn't sure I was saying the right things at the right time or that I was going in the right order or that I was 100% sure about what I was saying. But I did it anyway, right? right? I did it anyway and I figured it out. But now that I've done 100 or 200 mm-hmm. or however many hundred financial strategies I've done, now whether or not I feel great about myself that day or whether or not I'm right. really in a in the mood to just turn it on and go for it, I've done it so many times that that's just like go mode. Like that's business mode. That's intensity. I know that if I'm in front of a client, 
you better believe that I'm going to be able to turn it on and really go for it, even if I'm not super feeling it. Right. You know? Yeah. Because that's the needs of your business. You have to show up that way. Yeah. So talk to me about how, so we talked about boldness and intensity in the day to day. Mm-hmm. But talk to me about how boldness and intensity show up in the dreaming piece, like in the planning, in the prep. I think that the the boldness and intensity when it comes into like the the further out and the prep and the and the goal setting is to just not be afraid about what it is that you actually want. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people decide what their dreams are based on what they think their dreams are supposed to be right? <laughs> instead of what they actually want. You know, so if they're part of some sort of organization where you know, for, for instance, my company in the kind of, um, I don't want to say implied end goal is that this is something that you kind of want to do for the rest of your life, that you build a life around this, you get your family involved and it's something that you can make a ton of money on and that you can kind of retire whenever you want. But there are people who have used my business as a tool to, let's say, work really hard for 10 years and then step away and then just live off of residual income. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want, be Even bold. If, yeah, be bold. Say, you know what? I'm in this business so that I can eventually step away from this business. Right. And if you're honest about that with yourself, right, then that's where your plans are actually going to lead you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people get involved in long-term plans and situations with no sort of escape strategy because yeah. they thought that it was what they were supposed to be wanting and that's not necessarily the case. Especially when it comes to, uh, dare I say, like relationships. Like a lot of times people are in relationships or in family situations that they don't want to be in right. just because they feel like that's where they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, or they feel like they're letting somebody else down or, or whatever right. that looks like. So when you're, when you're creating your dreams long-term, be, be bold. The boldness there is the honesty with yourself and then translating it to other people of what it is that you actually want and where you're going and what you really want your life to look like. And then keep that at the forefront all the time. Um, I'll say that, you know, when we're talking about, you know, going about your day to day, there's a couple of things that really make a difference too. So, you know, the first one is obviously when you're talking about where you're going, right? right? Because when I started in finance, like we were talking about networking and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't want to say anything that's not wrong. So I'm going to go down to the lowest common denominator of what right. I know is not wrong. Right. So I would say I'm a financial advisor. And that was it. You're like, oh, I teach people about money. That's pretty much it. That's all I would really explain. And now, because I've been in it a while and I know all of the ins and outs of my business, I know how it's structured, I know where I'm going and specifically what I want out of it. Now I can talk to people and say, yeah, financial advisor is the general term for what I do, but I almost work 100% with women. And about 80% of my time is just spent training, recruiting, and mentoring and coaching new young female financial advisors. That's my passion. That's where I want to go. I'm building independent outlets so that I can eventually take a step away if I want to or have something that runs without me. Like, that's way more specific. And because I can tell people where I'm going, yeah, they can decide whether or not they want to enroll themselves in my vision right. and be a part of it. I really like that. When we wrote down specif- our boldness and intensity on this, I and Dream Big, I immediately thought, set bold dreams, pursue them with intensity. Like, it is a step one, step two thing in my brain. I don't think anything that you said was wrong. Mm-hmm. My brain just thought about it differently. So uh, I'm constantly saying, go 20% more. 
Like, what if it was 20% more? Even in, like, your price setting for new entrepreneurs, they are constantly being meek in their prices. Like, oh, my gosh. I made, uh, here's what I hear all the time. Well, I made $20 an hour in my job, so I'm just going to charge $20 an hour, $20 an hour in my business. Uh, if you're thinking about starting a business, that's not going to keep you open. Like, it, there's just so much other stuff that you have to take care of and pay for, and you can't spend 100% of your time with the client. So, side note, talk to me. Call me if that's what you think you're going to do. Don't do that. <laughs> um so I'm always trying to ask them to be bold and dreaming about our packages and their pricing and what kind of clients they want to work in. But then the other piece of that to be able to reach those is you have to be intense in pursuing those. That doesn't mean you have to work at breakneck speed and not sleep and not eat and make a mess out of your life. But when you are working, when you are doing it, be intentional, be intense, do the, do the works like with intention and intensity to get the results that you're looking for. Don't half-ass it or else go get a job where you're going to half-ass it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that's not fair. No, I like that. I, I also am thinking about, so today I feel like this, there's been like this weird ongoing conversation between me and Cameron about like, about kind of this subject, but not really. It's just been a weird few weeks and few months with how we feel like we relate to the world sometimes. And today, you know, sometimes I feel like intensity is almost a like a masculine characteristic and I feel like sometimes it's it's hard for me to really like dive into that and, and dig into that feeling or embrace it because it feels like that's such a masculine energy and that's not always coming natural to me like I kind of have to push myself although I feel like I'm pretty good at it now I kind of have to push myself to be more direct and to be more bold and to be more intense mm -hmm. and to be more forward with things because my inclination is to kind of just do what's easiest for everybody else if that makes sense. Mm. And so like today, so I got a referral off of a Facebook page and this happens to me pretty regularly. Like I get, you know, a, a message for people who want to meet with a financial advisor and I, I get my name tagged and stuff and it's really cool. Great. So this lady set up an appointment with me and she seemed all excited about it. And then like five minutes later, she texted me and was like, actually, I decided to go in a different direction. I don't want to. So she just canceled our meeting that we'd set literally like 30 seconds earlier. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's not like I need the business, but I was like curious, like, okay, what changed in the last five minutes? And she was just like, well, I met with another nice lady before you, but I already had our appointment set. And so I didn't want to be rude and cancel it. I was like, okay, but you'd rather set an appointment with me and then cancel like afterwards. Like how is, how is that better? Whatever. So I really just asked like, okay, what changed? And that's what she told me. And so for me today, the, the one little victory in taking a step towards boldness is that instead of just saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you're working with somebody like, mm -hmm. good luck. Call me if you need me. I'll be over here in the corner talking to myself. Like, right. you know, instead I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know what? What a lot of our clients do is they sit down with me and another advisor and guess what? At the end, they compare plans and then choose with what sounds a better fit for them. And so even just by taking that one step forward and saying, no, you should probably still meet with me because yeah. I'm a good advisor and it's worth your time. Like it's dumb to cancel something we already said. She hasn't responded to me, but I don't really care because yeah, that felt a little you. bit better. Like just being more assertive and saying, okay, no, <laughs> right. like you already set this meeting. Let's do it. Not because I need the appointment, but because not out of desperation, but no. instead of out of, it, it, not out of desperation, but like 
this is the right thing for you, and I'm not going to... I want to make sure you know that you have this option is very different yeah. than a desperation plea for... And also, like, my attitude's changing towards a lot of this stuff because I used to feel like I was... If I was a little bit more assertive, then I was just kind of inconveniencing people. Mm. Or I was making people not like me. Or I was, whatever, bothering people or being an annoyance or something like that. But the reality is that if I... That I'm good at what I do... And if I'm not more direct and if I'm not more bold and if I don't move forward on conversations faster and more assertively and with urgency and a sense of purpose towards my goals and where I'm going, but also towards their goals and where they're going, then a lot of people aren't going to get the help they need. Right. Like I'm I'm pretty damn good at what I do. Like I'm confident enough to say that. And I can tell you that there's a lot of advisors out there who aren't doing what I'm doing, you know, and having that attitude going forward of you need to meet with me because I'm a person worth meeting with and I'm going to change your life. This is worth your time. Uh-huh. That attitude is better for everybody, right? Totally. And I think that's a really good shift for you. I don't think, to back up just a few minutes, yeah. I don't think intensity has to be masculine. It just feels that way. Because the people who in my life who are the most intense are usually the people who have, they're not always intense in a good way, if right. I can say that. They've right. got this like, it's almost kind of overwhelming sometimes, but sometimes that works really well for people, but I can't match that, you know? So my intensity is a little bit different. I think intensity one is the spectrum, like not intense, tepid bath Uh to like, (laughs) to like super intense boiling water. That's a terrible analogy. A tepid bath was pretty good, but I finished poorly on that analogy. I don't know. I thought it was fine. Okay. Anyway. Hot lava. Molten lava. <laughs> molten lava. Way better. <laughs> okay. So tepid bath to molten lava, intensity scale. But also, you get to focus that intensity. So I can focus my intensity into meditation. And I can be intensely meditating. But I can, yeah. I can intensely be sweet. I can intensely be feminine. I can be intense in my version of intense. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, on the whole, Danae, even when you're not a big energy, you're an intense person. And I think you're an intense person because you're focused. That's fair. And I think focus brings intensity because you're not diluted by all this other stuff that you have. And so I I just want to challenge that for you and anybody else that's listening. Like Intensity doesn't mean like you hulk out. I would agree. So on the topic of, of boldness, since we're talking about it anyway, this is kind of reminding me of another aspect of this in that a lot of, a lot of this, this conversation is about asking for more than you think you're ready for, or more than you think that you deserve. Okay. So like think about all of the situations that you've wanted to be in, the people who you've wanted to work with mm-hmm. as clients or people who opportunities that you wanted, introductions that you wanted people to make for you right. or whatever that looks like, more skills that you want to be putting to use in different ways. Mm -hmm. I think that one way to think about this as well is that if you're dreaming big, then you're putting yourself in situations that are maybe bigger than you think you're ready for or that you think you deserve, Mm -hmm. right? So um, a small example, right? I I just kind of started doing or taking over a lot more of the training calendar office. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a deal, but a couple months ago, like I got anxiety anytime they asked me to train because I just didn't feel like they were ready for it. Right. Right. So by asserting myself and saying, Hey, this is the training that I want to do because I think it would be really helpful for everybody. I've already put it together. I have the slides and everything. I've chosen a junior presenter. Like I'm ready to do this. Like the worst thing that they can say is no, 
Right. You know, so yeah. asking for introductions or referrals, right? Hey, I want to, I want a client who is going to bring in another three grand of revenue for me each month. I'm looking for exactly this kind of person. Can you make an introduction to this person if you know them? Mm-hmm. Like, can everybody give you that introduction? No. But, but if somebody could, right. now that they know that they should, right? It's like you get nothing you don't ask for. Yeah, exactly. So, and sometimes, you know, I have a friend who's a, um, she's a comedian. So female comedians don't always get the, um, the most opportunities, right? That's rough. And so instead of just waiting for people to book her for shows or for podcasts or things like that, she just went out and started her own comedy festival so that she just created her own platform to Mm -hmm. perform for a much larger audience and people who are absolutely psyched about hearing her speak Mm -hmm. because she just went out and did it. Right. A lot of times I feel like we have to kind of wait for permission before we do something. It's funny. So my, my senior partner, he was telling us a story at that, that thing at the, um, the Gaylord downtown the other day or not downtown by the airport. And he was telling this story about how he used to work at this accounting firm and somebody got fired or left in their office was open. And there were four people who were kind of in the same junior position who could have had that office. Mm-hmm. And three out of those four people waited until somebody made an announcement about who got the office. The fourth person just moved their stuff into that office. <laughs> That's great. Guess who got to keep the office? Yeah. The guy who'd already moved their stuff in. Yeah. And I feel like so much of the time we're waiting for some sort of announcement. Yes. As Especially like, as women. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're allowed to do this now. Yeah. Now you're, now you're ready to go for it. Now you're ready to talk about your goals in a big way. Now you're ready to take on clients that are bigger than what you thought you deserved. Right. It's the, who's going to stop me mentality is huge. And that doesn't mean that you're raising villages and burning down temples. It just means like, I like that your mind went there. (laughs) Just take what you deserve. Yeah. Ask for what you deserve if you need to ask for it and take the chance, take the leap. Or sometimes I, don't even ask if you deserve something before you take it. Be like, hey, is that something that I would want? Yeah. Is that something that I would enjoy? Right. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And everybody else can watch. Yeah. And if it's a no, it's a no. Cool. I'll watch the next one. What's Whatever, the worst thing right? that can happen? I say all the time, they can't take your birthday away. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You're still going to get a birthday party next year. It's fine. Unless you're Jehovah's Witness, in which case they already did take your birthday away. <laughs> um. Sorry if you're Jehovah's Witness. We don't mean it. The birthday um, joke is still funny regardless, though. Still funny. Uh, here's a game I play with my clients, uh, and you might remember this game. I challenge them to make one unreasonable request. When I feel a really timid group of clients or a really timid single individual client, I challenge them to make one unreasonable request before we meet again. And the most hilarious piece about this is because that's pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Like, make one unreasonable request. That's four words. Not a lot of content. Like, it's pretty easy. Got it. Yeah. And uh, the amount of negotiation that goes on between my clients and me after I assign that homework is incredible. Like, what is unreasonable? I'm like, you tell me what's unreasonable. And I constantly push that back on them. Whatever you find unreasonable, totally unreasonable, go ask for it this week. That gives me anxiety just hearing that. <laughs> Of course it does. It gives everybody anxiety. It gives me anxiety, but it like, it gives you the opportunity to be bold and intense in a way that leads you towards your big dreams. Also, who decided what was reasonable? They do. Cause their level of boldness. No, I mean, in general, 
Yeah, it's oh. their level of okay. whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not like somebody assigned them that level as far as I know. I mean, unless you're in some sort of, like, corporate structure where they're like, hey, these are the requests you're allowed to make or you're allowed to come <laughs> in and ask for a pay increase every year of 2% or whatever. Wow. That, I don't know. I haven't worked corporate for a really long yeah, time. So I, don't, I, assume, I assume that that's how <laughs> I assume that's how it works. You know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're so scared to ask for things and we don't even know whether it's unreasonable or not. Like when I have people like come into my business and they just start brand new and I've been training a lot of people. So I'm, I'm more and more familiar with this. It is so funny because people always want to call people who are like a sure thing, like easy, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, they'll definitely meet with me. It's so funny because those people are like the least supportive. It is wild how, <laughs> how many times the ones I thought were going to be easy are just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to buy anything. Whatever. It's not what we're doing. They still like, but the ones that are on people's like chicken lists, you know, mm-hmm. like if you have a list of prospects and you're going to call them about something, it is so funny because the people that are most scary to call are usually the ones that yield the best results. Hmm. Almost always. It's weird. It's you're like, oh man, I can't ask this person to come take a look at what I'm doing or check out my business or, you know, make referrals for me. But it's funny because a lot of those times people are higher identity and they're, they're used to helping people and, right. you know, like dealing with requests. Yeah. It's funny. Like if I talk to somebody who's never owned a business before, then they don't really know what I'm asking for. They don't really get it sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, they feel like my requests are unreasonable. But if I talk to somebody who's owned a business for 20, 30 years and I say, hey, do you know somebody who fits this description who you can make an introduction for? Right. That that introduction is in my email before the meeting's over. You know? Right. Wild. It's so wild how, how different that looks. Yeah. It reminds me of back when we were on COVID lockdown and everybody was in their house, how my uh, LinkedIn inbox was filled full of your people. Like from every organization yeah. or business or corporation I had somebody be like, hi, Megan, my name is George Jones from blank CBA <laughs> from financial advisor. And I'd love to meet with you. And, uh, I kind of picked through them cause I can't uh-huh. meet with everybody. Like, no, no. but I picked, you don't want to meet with everybody. No. And everybody knows today does my stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm, dibs. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm pretty happy, but I don't think there's a bad connection. Yeah. Like, I think that you, choose your time wisely. And I think I'm going to probably take mm, a fifth of those, an eighth of those, a 10th of those, depending on the number of them. But I'll make the connection and see how things go. Um, just because my whole life is helping people and they might be a good connection for me too. So, um, I think unreasonable request, I think it's a really good thing to do to check your boldness, to check your intensity and your intention and what you want to do. So I really like unreasonable requests to kind of give yourself a temperature check on how you're doing with boldness and intensity. But but truly, the, I think for me, the lesson around dream big and boldness intensity is if you choose to act bold and set bold dreams and pursue them with intensity, however you want to look at it, I think you're more likely to dream bigger dreams and achieve them. I would agree with all that. I feel like you should probably watch a couple specific movies as homework from this podcast. The first one is, of course, Legally Blonde. Mm. Mm-hmm. Legally Blonde is one of my favorite movies 
of all times for a million different reasons. I also love the musical. There is also Legally Blonde, the musical. <laughs> the full thing is on YouTube. You're welcome. Spend a couple hours watching it. You will thank me later. Okay. It's amazing. All right. Anyway. This is me putting it on the list. If you think that I won't lock you in here until you watch <laughs> that goddamn musical, you're insane. Changed I, my life. They heard it. I put it on the list. I know, but I could watch Legally Blonde like 80 times in a row because every time I'm like, she's going after her dreams. People are being mean to her and they don't believe in her and they write her off because she's blonde and pretty and people think that she's dumb and a million different things and then she works hard and she's very vocal about what she wants she doesn't shy away from it she doesn't think she's stupid she's for going after a intense. big goal yeah she wears pink every time she shows up to not every time but the last time she shows up to court it's an entire comeuppance moment so it's a really big deal but she's bold about who she is and where she's going and why she's doing it and that movie is so inspirational to me because of all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. identify. So first one's Legally Blonde. The second one is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Have you ever watched that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, it's so good. It's actually based on a short story, but the full-length movie is very good. It's basically about this guy who is a photographer for uh, Life Magazine, I think it is, Time Magazine. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's a magazine that's very relies very heavily on photography basically. So he's been working with this photographer for years and years and years. Um, and this guy sends in his last photo for the very last, um, it's not an episode. If it's a magazine, what is it? Issue. An issue. An issue? <laughs> yeah. Charades. <laughs> Pantomime. <laughs> I'm just playing guest over here with Megan so she can figure out what I'm thinking. But he loses his very last picture that he sent in for this very last issue. And it's a really, really big deal. And it's a really famous photographer. So this guy who basically just daydreams all day about doing something big with his life. He daydreams about asking this girl out. He daydreams about traveling. And he never does any of it because he's scared. He just kind of works in a dark room for this magazine. And so the whole movie is about this guy going all over the world to search for this missing photo, to go find this guy. He goes to um, Iceland. He's there when this volcano explodes. He like has to jump into the ocean from a helicopter. Like, and there's all these sharks. Like it's an amazing movie. Like it's one of the best movies I've ever seen for like building your vision because this guy just like totally goes out of his comfort zone and expands his entire life by doing things that are big and scary and bold and intense that he never would have done until he had this one prompting moment that, set him on this kind of quest. And then at the end of the movie, he never goes back to being who he was because he's changed through all of the, all of the big things he did. So it's a Ben Stiller movie, surprisingly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's really good. All right. I'll take it. Really good. Secret I'll Life of out. Walter Mitty. I'll check it out. I'll check okay. it out. That's awesome. Today okay. does movie reviews. <laughs> right. That's our next podcast. Um, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think we will put the, uh, music, the legally blonde musical on YouTube in the show notes. Yes. Uh, if we can find that. Otherwise, um, I really hope everybody actually watches it so that I have more people to talk about it with about. <laughs> <laughs> Send an A an email. <laughs> with all of your thoughts, notes, <laughs> takeaways. No, this is awesome. And I'm really excited for our next episode. We're going to be talking about specificity and visualization when it comes to Dreaming Big. That's moving a little bit from Danae's world into my world, more systems processes, the things that I love. Um, So we're going to be talking about that. So stick around for the next episode of the Leveled Up podcast. Hey guys, we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And what we really need is for you to like, subscribe, comment, share, and let us know what you think and share it with everybody that you want to help level up their life too. So until the next episode, 
Thanks. <laughs>